Come on, clap your hands, everybody. Come on. Hi, I'm Henry Davis, pastor of the First Baptist Church of Highland Park in Landover, Maryland, a Bible-believing, Christ-centered, and Spirit-led congregation. I want to welcome you to our radio broadcast. And remember, there's power at the park. We certainly give God praise. We turn to the 65th chapter of Isaiah. Verse number 17, New Living Translation, Isaiah 65. Look, I am creating new heavens and a new earth. And no one will even think about the old ones anymore. Be glad, rejoice forever in my creation. And look, I will create Jerusalem as a place of happiness. Her people will be a source of joy. I will rejoice over Jerusalem and delight in my people. The sound of weeping and crying will be heard in it no more. Amen. You may go to your seats around the building. I'll come back to that 19th verse where it says, I will rejoice over Jerusalem and delight in my people. And the sound of weeping and crying will be heard in it no more. Dry up your tears. Dry up your tears. Somebody could say that this perhaps would be a message that could be shared at any home going. And I guess we do our share of those. The reality of it is, is that Satan wants to bring a sense of darkness to life. The sense of the rising numbers of suicide. The sense of young people and and joyriding and carjacking and the use of guns. It's 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 a cloud over our current society. These kind of negative acts. That young persons at 12 and 13 are are ruining their lives. And their lives were never, just out of a good time. Is it a good time to take a gun and take a vehicle? The other day, one gentleman did not want to give up his keys. And he was beaten with brass knuckles until he would release them. Finally, he did it. Matter of fact, I was reading about a person who was being robbed on the subway of New York and got stabbed because of resisting. Now, I do know that there's a part of us because you don't want anybody to take your stuff. It does make you mad. Makes me mad. 
Bible says, I understand anger, but I want you to be angry, Reverend Artis, but I want you to sin not. Drying up our tears is the ability to move from where I am to where I need to go. Or am I going to be stuck where I am or am I going to be open to new possibilities? That next door, that next opportunity. It's almost like the game show. The game show that says, which box will you choose? Which door will you go through? What decision are you going to make? One of my favorite game shows is Jeopardy. And when you get to the end of Jeopardy, they have that final question, and then you have to figure out how much I'm going to put on this answer. Recently, of course, they had the Master Series of, of past Jeopardy winners, and they were able to go and to go head to head. I marvel about their, their knowledge. I'm not going to get on Jeopardy, though. I'm not going to do it. I'd rather rather miss my questions with no one seeing me. (laughs) Because that spotlight is on and you're trying to get that clicker going and you're standing up there and the man next to you has got 25,000 and you're negative 400. And you're trying to figure out if they're going to let you even stand there for final jeopardy or not. No, you're not going. That's that's not something you're going to catch me on. Dry up your tears. I shared moments ago with those being baptized that we die to an old life, but we get up in the newness of life. And baptism is that external sign of something that is happening on the inside. I don't know who I'm talking to today because somebody in this setting could also say. I need to make sure that my salvation is for real. I shared yesterday as I was preaching there in Littleton, North Carolina, that it's more than just our church membership. It's relationship. As I talked about the rock, the rock of Jesus, Jesus is a rock in a weary land. So we thank God for the foundation and the strength that faith gives us. This is not something that's artificial. This is not something, some figment of my imagination. This thing, as my late father would say, this thing is real. You can't fake this. The essence of who you are. And so when I look at these words in Isaiah 65, and Isaiah 65, there's one more chapter. But in these three verses, you see something that can challenge us. Verses 17, 18, and 19. The first thing I need to tell you is that God wants to position our lives for rejoicing. He wants you. To experience happiness and joy. He wants you to have a smile on your face. 
He wants you to do that. He wants you to experience a peace that is beyond understanding. He's what many, many times he's doing things and he's doing things for our benefit. And sometimes we do not realize that the master plan of God, and matter of fact, somebody in this room today can look back over your life and look at the handiwork of God and how he was able to place you in certain places, not by accident, but by his divine providence. People that you met, people who you've encountered, paths which have come into your lives, people who have poured into you, persons who have given you opportunities, and sometimes opportunities that we did not even deserve. And so we realize that he's trying to position our lives for rejoicing. The scripture in verse number 19, he says, it says I will rejoice over Jerusalem. I, I'm going to rejoice. I'm going to be happy because there have been decisions that have been, that have been made that have placed you in a certain position. And I'm going to delight in my people. I'm claiming you. You know, sometimes you have folk and we have them in our families. And, uh, and you, you're not going to claim them. You're not going to claim them. You're not going, you're not going to claim any association to them. You see it all the time. You know, some, some folk see things and they say, oh, oh I, can't, I can't claim any. But, but God says, I'm claiming you as mine. I'm claiming you. That's, that's, that's a wonderful thing to be claimed by God. That's my child. That's, that's the one. His, this is the one who I saved and I've been born again and I know their journey. You're mine. Now, sometimes you got to claim folk and you got to take a deep breath to do it. Yeah, your relative, right? Yeah. That's your cousin, right? Yeah. Then the next statement is going to be pray for them, pray for them, pray for them, pray for them. And I, and I, and I say to you, thank God that somebody prayed for us. Yes, yes. Thank God you had somebody in your, in your blood lineage. You said, I'm going to pray for you. You hadn't always gotten up early on Sunday morning for church. That, it, that, that's not something you've done all your life. Matter of fact, some of you would, didn't have enough energy to get up this early in the morning for church. You, you still a little wobbly from last night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then hit that, hit that snooze one more time. Give me, give me a little more time. And, and so when you look at it, I want you, I want to, it says, I will rejoice over Jerusalem. And, and, and the sound of weeping and crying, because the weeping and crying takes place because there is a lack of hope. They, they said, they, they said, as I was riding in this morning, about the Unabomber a few years ago. They said he, he's 81 years old, but he took his life last night. Took his life. He's, he's going to be in jail anyway. So, and uh, and the 
probably should have been executed, but anyway, that's a whole nother. But he went ahead and just took care of it for him. But but the, but when that happens, there is a lack of hope. The lack of hope. I, the, I was I was reading a book the other day, and it was talking about a gentleman, and who had jumped from the Golden Gate Bridge and survived. He jumped and he survived. And, and then he said, as he, was, as he was falling, he said, what went through his mind, he said, I can fix every mistake that I've made but this last one of jumping. He said, I was suspended in air and I was, I was processing. Said I, everything else I could fix, but I can't fix what I just did. He survived. That's the grace of God. Everybody doesn't survive because I because I read in another article and talk about all some of the folk who had failed and they ended up going back to make sure they they completed the assignment. But what I'm trying to say to you is that you do not want to have a lack of or a loss of hope. Hope gets you up in the morning. Hope gets you, is, is enthusiasm. You know, anytime you're getting ready for something big, let, let, me, let, me, let me come back. Let me go down memory lane when, when, before some of y'all got saved. And, and, and you, started, you started planning early in the week for the weekend. Come on. So every, every day was one day closer. To the event on the weekend. It might have been a party on Friday night, gathering on Saturday, but you would, and, and you laid out your clothes and try to figure out how's it going to line up. And you daily went through the process, but as the day got closer, you got more excited. What I'm trying to say to you as believers, every day with Jesus is party time. Come on, somebody. I don't have to wait till the weekend to give God praise. I can give God praise every day I wake up in the morning. Dry up your tears. That's what, that's what he's trying to say. That's what the, the writer here in, in Isaiah is laying out. He says I, that the sound of weeping and crying, that's gone. See, there's, there's, there's Jerusalem... And then there is the New Jerusalem. You know where the New Jerusalem is. The New Jerusalem is, 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 is in a land where the streets are paved with gold and nobody gets there by accident. And nobody's going to come in there. Sorry, I'm sorry. No. Weeping and crying no more. Everybody gets to heaven and shouting. Everybody gets to heaven. Happy people are in heaven. Folk have, have joyful in heaven. Nobody's going around heaven with a long face. Come on, somebody. Everybody, they're bright, they're alive, they're welcoming. I, and I'm not ready to meet them tonight, but I, but, I, but I am saying that's what I picture there. You're not ready either. Don't be looking at me funny. Try up your tears. The second thing that you need to realize as we look at this is this text. The joy of believers 
should lift the spirits of others. When, when you as a believer come into the room, it ought to lift the spirit of others. You, you shouldn't come in and they say, oh, oh God. You ought to lift their spirit. You ought to be able to come in and when you come in, I feel better. I feel just being in your presence. I'm, 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 I'm an athlete. I'm still an athlete in, 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 in my mind. I'm, I'm, and I'm going to be an athlete in my mind a long time. And when my mind starts to play tricks on me, that's a, that's a, that's a new chapter. But in my mind, I can always remember, KK, times when I had to take the court with somebody who had a strong game. And when, when you took the court, whether they were on your team or the opposition, it lifted you. You knew you, knew you had to play better to beat them or you felt better because they were playing with you and you didn't want to let them down. Isn't that right, E.W.? You a baller. You have, so you understand that, that reality that you as a believer need to lift the atmosphere. See, the problem is, is that we're trying to be too much like the world. And you should not be ashamed of who you are. I was listening the other night to Louis Farcon, And he was talking more about Jesus than he was about Allah. I said, what, what done happened to this man? He's quoting scripture. I mean, I didn't hear I didn't hear nothing about the Quran. I mean, everything I heard him talk about was the gospel and what Jesus has done. And I'm saying, if Farrakhan, come on, somebody, the power of the word of God can get into anybody's spirit. And I saw all those brothers, the fruit of Islam, and they were. And the main name he was lifting was Jesus. Every knee shall bow. Every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. So, so you need to lift the spirit, the joy. And you ought to have some joy. How you going to call yourself a Christian and you reading this word, which is, which is basically a motivational handbook? Come on, somebody. You want to get motivated, read the word of God. Hide the word of God in your heart. Quote the word of God. It is a motivational handbook. I'm going to keep, that's why, that's why, that's, I, I tell people this all the time. I'd like to see more people carrying their Bibles. It, 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 it sends a, sends a sign. It makes, it makes a statement without you making a statement. It makes, it makes, folks folk say, you must be a believer. Yeah, you right, you got that right. I know Jesus. And I'm not saying it to make you better than anybody else. What I am saying is that we got too many lost people out there. They're 
In the words of one of great preachers going on to be with the Lord, there is no sinner shortage. If we could just save one neighborhood, come on somebody. I mean, I mean, it, 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 would, it would shift everything. And so we look at that joy that can only come from the verse number 18. It says, be glad, rejoice forever in my creation. And look, I will create Jerusalem as a place of happiness. And our people, here it is, will be a source of joy. You become a source of joy because I can look at how far God has brought you. You are a commercial, a living witness for the greatness of God. Just you getting up, just you standing there, just... You, you come, I look in this room. I, I see folk in this room. I know some of the, your stories and some of your journey, some of your health challenges, yet you did not allow that to stop you in your faith. I'm going to keep on coming. Give me oxygen, I'm going to keep on coming. You're gonna ha I'm going to have to deal with chemo, I'm going to keep on coming. I'm going to have to deal with dialysis, I'm going to keep on coming. I don't care what you, I, I, I'm going to give God praise no matter what the process is. And then I don't even look like what I've been through. The hand of God miraculously moving on our lives person stopped me, Dr. Austin, while we were in Hampton. I walked out the next day, and the person was yelling. And they, I didn't know him, and they said, said I, had to, I had to stop you. I had to stop you. And, um, and she said, because I saw you walk onto that stage, and I said, who let that boy up there? I said, listen, I'm going to give you a hug for saying that. <laughs> and she said, but he said, but when you grab the microphone, so he's no boy. You got to understand, you have to have the ability to lift atmospheres. We got, we got so many so-called Christians and, you know, these, these are the, 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 the drinking, cursing Christians. You can't tell any. You can't tell any different between them and somebody who don't go to church at all. You can't. You can't. You. There ought to be a line of demarcation. If you love the Lord, He heard my cry. I, I, I will bless the Lord at all times. I will praise His name. I will give God for glory. Tribe your tears. Up. Your, your, your pe our, her people will be a source of joy. Source of joy. Think of it this way. There's some people who've passed on in your life. If, but if they were to walk into this room, come on somebody. It would bring joy. Oh yeah. You think about it. You, you, you think about that person walking through that door. 
And if you saw them coming through that door, tears would start running from your eyes. And you would have a joy in running and giving them the biggest hug. Thank you, God. You ought to be a source of joy. And the reason why you are a source of joy is because you have something flowing within. Hotel I was in, um, it, I, went, I went to the pool, and, uh, but the pool looked too stagnant. You know, a good pool has, has, has circulation. You see the water moving. And, and I went to the pool, and I looked at the pool, because whenever I travel, there, there's several things I carry with me. I, I always carry, I'm always ready to swim. Always. No matter where I go, I got my swim gear with me. I got my goggles. I mean, I look like Michael Phelps. Yeah, I mean, I got, I got, I got my, I got, I got my, I got my stuff. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to roll wherever I go. And then I take my, I take my running stuff. Cause I'm, if I get a window, I'm gonna go out. I'm gonna get a little run in, get, get no, 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 the air. But I went to the pool. And I looked at the pool, and the pool was stagnant. I'm, like, I'm not getting in there. I'm not getting. In. I, I know there's chlorine in there, but no. I want, I want to see some movement. I want to see a little rippling of the water. I, I, want to, I want to see a machine that's on. That, that's something that is driving this. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to jump in a creek. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Yeah. I, I, want to, I want to be in somewhere where there is a sense of life and freshness and uh, uh, something that is clean, not stagnant. And when you look at your faith, you want to be somewhere, and that's why you want to come to a church and, and be around other believers where we're not stagnant. We're not, we're, not, we're not caught in yesterday. Thank God for yesterday, because yesterday helps us to get to today. But I can't, I can't, good, I, whatever I ate yesterday will do nothing for me today. Come on, somebody. And th- yeah, and I did get my barbecue down in North Carolina. I, yeah. They gave me a bag. I said, listen, I don't see any barbecue in this bag. You got you to gotta get me a barbecue bag. I got, I got my North Carolina barbecue burlet. I got it. But what I'm trying to say, you got to have that, that sense of, of, of life. Life, vibrancy, excitement. Nobody's gonna, nobody's gonna go to the pet store and buy a lazy dog. He won't walk. You gotta carry him out. <laughs> I'm not gonna start off. I mean, I mean, your dog might get old, and you might. Get, I'm gonna just hang on in there. And but but I'm not gonna start off with a dead dog. I'm going to start off with somebody that's got some energy, some enthusiasm. Come on, somebody. I want, I want there to be a sense of vibrancy. That's what the gospel needs to do in one's life. People will be a source of joy. 
place of happiness. And I can rejoice over it. The third thing I need to tell you is that God can totally wipe out your past. Oh, somebody ought to shout right there. Whatever your past has looked like, God is not holding against you. And all you've got to do is say, Lord, I turn it over to you. I, I know, I know I'm a wretch undone. I, I know that I, I, I've disappointed you. I know I've gone left when you wanted me to go right. But here I am. And the best is yet to come. He can, he can come and he can totally wipe out who you once were. He, he, is, he is the ultimate eraser. Uh, he, he's, the, he's the one who can black it out, white it out, whatever it is. He can, he can make it disappear. And I, I, I know some folk, in the, even in this church, and they tell me about their spiritual journey and their spiritual walk. And I, I can't believe when they tell me who they once were. I can't see it. Because God can take you in your right now and he can clean you up, clean up your spirit, clean up your skin, clean up your mind, clean up your mouth. Some of y'all get when I was in when I was in my first grade class with Miss Homer, and she said, I'm gonna wash your mouth out with soap. I didn't want to find out what soap tasted like. Because I believe, I believe Miss Homer would have done it. I would I believe she would have done it because. Because uh, because she was old school. <laughs> I mean, she was old school. She had a ruler, and she would use it. And and wasn't it wasn't the point to the blackboard either. Amen. Miss Homer Miss Homer didn't play. She she would she would grab because she was a she was a hefty woman. She would grab you. Get over here. I never will forget time Miss Homer's class, Lottie. I knocked over the juice during juice time. But it wasn't my juice, it was the guy next to me. And she thought he knocked the juice over. She grabbed him. I like looked at him like. <laughs> I wasn't confessing, that's for sure. <laughs> it was juice and cookie time, Renee. I was, I was enjoying juice and cookies. I can still see that juice now. It was, it was, a, it was a red juice. It might have been a wine punch. It might have been Kool-Aid. I don't know what it was. And we had a little bit of cookies. And it was so nice, cute. You know, you sit there at your little table. But Miss Homer, she thought he knocked it over. So she grabbed him and said, said, watch what you're doing. He, he didn't know what she was talking about. I've had quite a life, I mean. I've quite <laughs> but here he said, God can totally wipe out your past. Everybody in here has got a past. Everybody in here has done something you, you're not proud of. You, you glad they didn't, they didn't have a camera. They didn't capture it. Me too. I've done some stuff. I, I'm, I'm sorry I did it. You've done some stuff with some folk you sorry you did it with too. And then when they come and remind you, oh, yeah, you know me. Oh, no, I don't. Yeah, yes, you do. 
the 17th verse says, I am creating new heavens and a new earth. And no one will even think about the old ones anymore. I'm going to take you to a place where I'm going to erase everything that went on back there. And I'm going to give you a sense of energy, enthusiasm, focus, and joy that's going to have you to move forward. And I'm going to let others know that if I can do it for you, hallelujah, I can do it for anybody. That's why I preached last week. They said, why did God transition Saul to Paul? And I, I said in the, in the 1045 service, I, I said that he was looking for the worst Negro. Come on, somebody. I, I want to get somebody that if I change him, I want you to know I could change anybody. Do I have a witness in here? He'll put clapping in your hands. He'll put joy in your heart. Thanksgiving on your lips. I will bless the Lord at all times. I'll praise his name. I'll give God the glory. Do I have a witness here? I love the Lord. He heard my cry. Pitied my every groan. I will. I will. I, 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 I will praise his name. Dry up your tears. Lift up your head. Put your shoulders back and give God, give God, give, give God some praise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dry up your tears. You've been listening to the radio broadcast of the First Baptist Church of Highland Park and Landover, Maryland. If you want to receive a CD or DVD of what you have just heard, please call 301-773-6655 or visit us on the World Wide Web, fbhp.org. And remember, there's power at the park. I'm working, I'm working 